Welcome back to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM. Eddie Gross, Joe Ostrowski, and Aaron Hawksworth here with you. And joining us now is Vaughn Dalzell with NBC Sports. Make sure to follow him on X at Sports. Of course, if we're going to talk about good Steelers plays to open up a segment, we got to bring in Vaughn for that <laughs> and put the whole thing back together again. So that's kind of the idea there. Uh, so let's start with uh, looking at some futures, uh, specifically in the N- or the AFC, rather. Ravens uh, are plus 140 to win the conference, followed by the Bills at plus 350, even though they have not even won the division yet. Uh, Chiefs at 4-1, to one, yeah. Dolphins at plus 650. Uh, do you see any value backing someone other than the Ravens? Well, first off, thanks for having me, everybody. Good morning once again. And I'm sorry that uh, Aaron's 50-1 to one on the Steelers did not cash uh, for that one <laughs> seed. I mean... It was so close, oh, Aaron. Wow. So you close. had to bring that up. Oh. They fell off well, the cliff yeah. after that. Listen, listen, Aaron. If Vaughn didn't bring it up, you know I was when it was my turn to ask a question. So it was going to happen. Well, everyone <laughs> does. So yeah, just join the club. Yeah, I mean I, I, that that was the run. Like I said, it would look too good to be true. Three straight teams, but uh, yeah, the Steelers aren't in this conversation. There's no way if they they make the playoffs, they're getting beat right away. I can't wait to fade them. Uh, but <laughs> interestingly enough, <laughs> interestingly enough, I thought the Bills being plus three eighty to the Dolphins plus five fifty was interesting. That type of range, six fifty for the Dolphins here. You see on MGM, um, so that that definitely gives me a Bills uh, favorite spot here this weekend. But as far as long term, I mean the Chiefs are pretty healthy. I think we can all agree they're not playing great football, but they're pretty healthy at plus four hundred plus four twenty range. That's something I'm definitely looking on. I missed the boat on the Harbaugh Harbaugh connection here on taking Michigan and the Ravens to win it all. Um, you know, I really could have probably got Twitter famous doing that or X famous, but I think mm-hmm. right now the Chiefs hold the best value at four to one as a health factor. Obviously you can take them in a one game set against anybody. Uh, so I think that's the best value play right now, but I'm keeping an eye on the bills. I do love the Ravens, but I just don't trust that defense in the fourth quarter. They continue to let teams score. Well, let's talk about your Steelers because you know, it's going to be interesting this week. It, Yes, we should, because it's the first game of the week. You've got uh, an island game here. Everybody's going to bet. A lot of people are going to bet into it. Not everybody, but a lot of people. And then we're still kind of waiting on word on Wednesday morning here. Like, what are, how are the Ravens going to handle it? Common sense says that they're, they're going to sit everyone, and that's why the Steelers are favored mm-hmm. by more than a field goal on the road. What is your sense of what's going on here? Like, it's so interesting because you got all these divisional matchups to end the season, a very smart move by the NFL, because there are certain situations where the rivalry plays into it. Like I'm in Chicago and you better believe bear season's over, but they're going to do their damnedest to win that game and knock the Packers out of the playoffs. Like how much do the Ravens care about that at all? We know how successful they are in the preseason with a bunch of backups, like your Steelers to win on the road by margin. Uh, is that too much of an ask? Yeah, yeah, it is. Um, they've been in this spot plenty of times. I mean, 2020, 2021. Uh, 2021, they played the Ravens specifically, and they won that game in overtime by three points. And the Ravens sat everybody pretty much. Uh, in 2020, I know it was a COVID year, but same situation against uh, Cleveland. The Steelers sat everybody, um, and they lost that game by two to Cleveland, played Cleveland next week in the playoffs, lost that game by 11. Uh, Big Ben threw for 500 yards. We know Pittsburgh will never do that again. So I'm, I do like the Ravens because even they're going to be competitive in this game. They're one going to hold true to them being the top team. They're going to hold true to being phys- physical with Pittsburgh and not letting Pittsburgh get this W here. And teams love to play spoilers, as you said. 
I mean, we saw that with Aaron Rodgers, what, a year ago, too. We see it happen every single season where teams get knocked off uh, when they need a win. So just because they're the favorite doesn't mean that they are going to win this game necessarily. And uh, why Mason Rudolph, you know, it was fun seeing the memes with, uh, you know, all the Christmas memes of Mason Rudolph as a reindeer and, uh, you know, them getting the win last week. But I, I still do, cannot <laughs> trust this guy uh, whatsoever. I can't trust this offense, I should say. So I would take the Ravens here plus the points. I would let it go out to, on Saturday, let it grow out more because it should probably touch four or five because people will play the Steelers. Mm. I already bet the Ravens is underdogs. All right. So if you follow Von Dalzell, V Money Sports on social media, he has a nice little giveaway that he's working on right now for his followers. Tell us a little bit about it. I know it's probably hard talking about yourself, bragging about yourself a little bit, but it sounds like you're doing <laughs> no, very no. well in a particular contest in Vegas. And tell us, you know, what the contest is about and the opportunity that you're offering to your followers. I actually just got the text three minutes ago if I could enter my picks in the next three hours. So uh, here you go. First <laughs> place. Um, yeah, I'm in a Vegas contest. And uh, it was interesting because it was five rounds. Um, and, you know, you get a free trip down there at Circus Swim and stuff like that, free food, drinks, up to 12 people. So uh, I'm trying to bring some people on Twitter with us on X. Uh, that have watched our show all year long that are following me or made money with us. So I'm pretty excited to invite four people with us, Eric Froton, Brad Thomas, and Thor Nystrom, who I'm going to beat in this contest. And uh, it's actually 6-4. <laughs> to four. I'm a 6-4 to four edge here in the final, and he's at 5-5. Five and five. So technically, if he sweeps and I do not, or I go 1-1 one and one or 0-2, oh I could lose a tiebreaker and lose this still. But I will note that Thor, at 3 p.m. on New Year's Day, said – uh, good luck or great job. If anyone deserved to beat me, it's you, man. Uh, you've been a superstar this postseason. So I basically already won. Sorry, Thor. You quit during the games. Uh, I'm on Michigan. Wow. I asked the four and a half and the over 55 and a half. Uh, I like Michigan a lot. And this obviously I've like Michigan all season been riding them. They've been a moneymaker, paid my rent, paid my phone bill, paid numerous things for me. And I'm going to keep riding that train. But for Michigan, the offense is going to have success against Washington's defense. I believe Blake Gorham going to have a great day. J.J. McCarthy proved to people that he can't throw a football. He can't move the ball down the field, especially in crunch time. And Michigan had a lot of things go wrong against them uh, for Alabama. You know, the fumbled punt, uh, the pass where J.J. McCarthy put it just behind his receiver, moving the chains when they were gaining momentum. And, of course, a couple plays, uh, Will Milrow just went nuclear. But I love this Michigan team, and I think their defense will look good, but this is the best offense they've faced all season, hands down. Penix will move the ball on Michigan to some degree. So I like the over. I think the Wolverines win. I think they cover yep. here. Seven to ten range. Yeah, for sure. I know there are going to be some props for that game Monday where I'm going to love some overs on the Washington side. So for sure, I think yeah. that makes a ton of sense. Uh, how about we uh, get to the NFC playoff picture uh the 49ers sizable favorites here it's minus 120 as they've wrapped up the one seed yeah. what's interesting to me is that cowboys plus 350 likely getting the two seed but then you have the eagles at plus 550 with shorter odds than the lions at eight to one the rams at 25 to one etc cetera, etc cetera. do you think there's some value around that range uh, eagles are so interesting right now i mean they have been playing their worst football of the season over the last five six games and I mean, since the bye week, most teams play better football out of that, out of that. but they played the hardest schedule. So you got to take that 5-1 to one value into consideration. I do agree with that because Kansas City, Buffalo, San Fran, Dallas, 
uh, Seattle, then you get the Giants, Cardinals, Giants. So these three games should be a prep for the Eagles going into the postseason, but they haven't been. I mean, an eight-point win against the Giants, let them hang around. They lost to the Cardinals, let the Cardinals hang around. And then this week against the Giants, we expect a beatdown. I mean, in all sense of the fashion, the role in this game. But I, I, I don't know. I don't know if I trust the Eagles. I've seen bookmakers saying Eagles at Bucks. if that's a potential matchup, the Bucks would be either laying a point or being a one-point underdog. And I find that absolutely fascinating when you factor in what you just said about the Eagles being uh, 550 and the Bucks there at mm-hmm. 66-1. <laughs> um, so I absolutely think there is a lot of value on the Eagles here. I think betting them in the first round uh, as a two-unit wager might be the best bet on the Eagles, though, moving forward to make money up front on them because I don't trust them uh, long-term against a team like the Niners or the Cowboys who have played them really well. Uh, so my favorite pick would be the the Cowboys right now as a value pick at plus 370, uh, which is shocking for me to say. It, it's definitely not going to work out, me saying that publicly. <laughs> can't. Okay. Cowboys. Yeah, right. For sure. I mean, it's a, it's such a difficult week because there are so many scenarios where your bet might look good for the first half and then backups enter due to what's happening in another game. Exactly. And then your bet goes completely haywire. Do you have a different approach this week? Are you going to do more live betting? Are you going to lean towards more first half bets? Like, how, how does it flip in week 18? Yeah, I think live betting is very, very appropriate in this week because you're going to see what teams are definitely mailing it in, what teams are playing to win. Uh, obviously, teams with incentives to win their divisions are are automatic plays to some degree. I mean, I like the Jaguars this week. I'm in a, I'm in a, a DraftKings survivor pool. I made it to week 18. Um, there's wow. 24 people left. Somehow 24 people left. I don't understand it. They've literally got gifts from God in this contest, some of these people. Uh, but I like the Jaguars this week. You know, I think that they win this game. Um, you know, like I said, I think money? the Steelers are a pick that up. Um, it's just... not $8,200 is the pot. And it seemed a lot okay. more appealing three or four weeks ago when there were only 45 people. But the only 21 people got knocked out the last three weeks. And like yeah. I said, I mean, people loaded up on the Bills who won a game-winning field goal. Um, the Chargers, whoever they played a couple a week or two ago. So, you know, these type of situations. But the Bengals – or another team I'm looking at this week, guys, because they needed they need a win here against the Browns, uh, and they're laying six, which is very telling in my opinion. So you want to look at motivation standpoints, of course, from a player prop market, which I'm sure all of you are going to cover this week if you haven't already, because you guys all cover props very well. But uh, players with the contract incentives, that's something that you're definitely mm-hmm. shooting for here, guys that need a certain amount of yards, receptions, or playing time uh, to uh, you know target those guys to get extra extra money in their pockets and yours. I want to pivot to the NBA, the Bucks at the Pacers tonight. Bucks three and a half point favorites. What do you like in this one? Yeah, I, uh, you guys, I want to ask you this, Aaron. You probably know this because you bet the NBA, right? And you, you probably mm-hmm. don't love the NBA because how could you love betting the NBA? It's, uh, it's, it's, it's terrible. It's tough. She, uh, she but, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's tough. So I, uh, I won nine straight NBA bets in November to end November. And then I lost six straight NBA bets in December. So I quit. Uh, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to see the calendar flip. I'm going to get back on it. I'm going to win a yeah. bet on January 1st and 2nd. Then I'm going to hop back in the third. So last night I had the Sixers minus 10 and a half. Uh, great start by them. They just covered by 13. I like the Bucks today because I watched this Pacers game a few days ago on New Year's Eve. 
And uh, I was leaning the over really hard in that game. End up not playing it myself and of uh, the under cash. But the Pacers got a big win there. They're now 3-1 and one against the Bucks this season. And they beat Milwaukee in Milwaukee on New Year's Day, which is embarrassing for them and the fans. So Milwaukee, more than anything, wants to hand them a home loss here as a return. It was really the fourth quarter which separated them because Indiana outscored them by 13 in that quarter to pull away. And the Greek freak had a triple-double. But I think this is a great spot for the Bucks to get a little revenge here, get out to a good start. And I think they play a little bit better defense. Not saying much when these, neither team plays defense. Uh, but I think uh, Damon Lillard and the company will look good. If Middleton plays, this spread will go out to probably minus five. Let's talk a little college basketball then. Uh, one game that stands out for some reason is Oklahoma State hosting Chicago State 19 and a half as the spread with a yeah. total of 135 and a half. What do you like here? Yeah, I appreciate everyone on X who bet that then because I knew that line was going to move. Um, I gave this out at minus 17 while I was getting my car service and hanging out at Starbucks this morning. Um, got a chocolate croissant in case anyone was wondering. Uh, it was delicious. <laughs> ah, so Chicago was, State. Bad. <laughs> no, no. What do you I mean? mean, I did have to brush my teeth after, though. Yeah, no. It, What's it, a it bad was, move about that? Smell on your breath. You get the blueberry yeah, muffin. I get out of here. I mean, blueberry yeah, muffin. I mean, nah, nah. Uh, I'll take the. I, I like sweets. I'm a sweets type of guy. And uh, you right. know, I, did, I ran out of pop tarts this morning as a snack, so I had to you know grow up and get a chocolate <laughs> croissant. But uh, this game in general, Chicago State is playing the uncommon back-to-back in college basketball. Uh, mm-hmm. Now, they did play one earlier this season, but get this. They played Morgan State, who was also on a back-to-back, so it was scheduled that way. That was an 84-83 game, Thriller in Manila. But this game will not be because Oklahoma State has rest. Okay, they've had a few days off since New Year's Eve. So that uncommon rest advantage doesn't play well for Chicago State. And the last time this happened was 2021. Chicago State did this, and we bet Drake, who was laying, I want to say, 19 to 22 in that game, and they won 87 to 50. Um, so Oklahoma State scored 76 or more and six out of seven wins. They've won by 15 or more and six out of seven wins. We're laying the points for Oklahoma State, and we're taking the team total over 76 and a half, uh, good up to 78 in this spot. Not a Pop-Tarts guy, but what's the best and worst that you've had? Chocolate fudge, what? absolutely the best Pop-Tart. If you toast it, it's definitely more fire. We'll say that. Uh, brown sugar cinnamon. If you eat brown sugar cinnamon, stay away from me. We'll, we'll never likely be friends. Best friends. <laughs> terrible, really? Do you have that Doesn't in the as well? <laughs> they're, they're terrible. They're they're so bad. Uh, I like I, I joked on our show because uh, that was Brad liked those, and I said, man, like when my mom brought those home because I knew they were like fifty percent off or something because nobody wanted those as kids. <laughs> they were, they were so they were mad. Like, Why are you bringing those home? <laughs> so mad. Oh man, strawberry slaps. I just like the regular strawberry. Can't go wrong. That's the classic there. Like that's why I can't get mad at Ed for saying the blueberry muffin. That's a classic choice. I get it. I get it. There you go. Thank (laughs) you, Vaughn Dalzell with NBC Sports. Make sure to follow him on X at V Money Sports. Vaughn, thank you so much for your time. We appreciate it. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, Jason Logan with his Week 18 NFL plays. That's right here on the BetQL Network.